What was that? I don't know, but I don't like it. Now, honestly, I looked into it uh, at first when I first saw that video. Like, I've been reading a lot about how they want to, like, put all these chips in us because, you know, the Great Reset and all that stuff. But So that's what I assumed it was. But apparently it's something to do with Amazon and they, like, take a scan of your palm or something. And that's all they were doing was just, you know, setting that there. And um, so not that big of a deal. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I thought it was weird when I saw it. But, hey, how's it going? Welcome to a couple of uh, a couple of Hoosiers podcast. Great start already. Great start already. Let me get a drink. That tastes good. That tastes good. But um, yeah, I got some things that I want to talk about. Uh, uh, the lead singer of the group Lamb of God came out and uh, said some interesting things about the opinions of uneducated people. So we'll go ahead and take it, but take a look at that and uh, taking a little step away from like the political section. Indie Star, which is a news organization for hi how's it going yeah sorry i forgot to tell you that i was starting my bad <laughs> but uh so indie star is this newspaper organization whatever you want to call them but uh they did this whole article about the rv industry and all of its problems and i actually work in the rv industry and i'm kind of offended that they didn't come and ask me any questions about it but we're going to talk about that article and then john oliver apparently uh debunked the right on issues with the trans kids and we're going to take a look into that and see what he's actually talking about to see if it's actually true but before we do that let me run that ad so a couple of hoosiers podcasts you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify Castbox, pretty much anywhere that you listen to your podcast you can find us we stream on odyssey and i upload to youtube rumble all that stuff you know when youtube lets me but if you want to get everything all in one spot go to couple of hoosiers.com i write blogs for all the episodes rm kurtz woodworks me and my wife own a little uh woodworking company and you can go and check that out see some of the stuff that we got we got some pictures there of things that we do hit us up on facebook you can find us there rm kurtz woodworks and you will find us but yeah smash that like button i know it's on odyssey right now and it's actually a flame but all i have is a like button so hit it do it but yeah, let's uh let's break the ice by uh looking at uh some videos real quick before we get into the topics because I found some pretty interesting ones. Uh back when uh the whole COVID thing was going on, you know, all the celebrities were making all these claims that what we need to do and most of them were absolutely ridiculous. And I found one of uh Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger that we're gonna take a look at. Here, look, watch, just just watch it. And the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Uh, no, screw you, bud. 
and what's hilarious about that is how hard they they were pushing all that stuff, and you know, none of it actually, you know, worked. But whatever. But hey, our president is always saying some uh, interesting stuff. So let's go ahead and look at what President Poopy Pants had to say uh, here recently. Let's let's watch watch the video. Just just watch. But we see an opportunity, a real opportunity to shift to a net zero sum carbon world in one of the most significant economic transitions since the industrial revolution. That's not hyperbole. That's a fact. We're also. That's a fact. Oh, gosh. Hey, let me get that. Let me, let me take that stuff off. That's that's bugging me. That's bugging me. I'm not going to have a play every single time. But just remember, smash the like button. Follow the channel wherever you're watching this on. Um, I want to let everybody know that I'm going to start doing these solo episodes on Thursdays around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then the what we usually do on Friday got switched to Saturday morning because my co-host decided, oh, Saturday works out better. I'd rather do that. Whatever, you freaking commie. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but your medical is paid for, dude. I'm kind of retarded. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, like I was saying uh, earlier, I do uh, I do the streams on Odyssey now. Um, if you're new to Odyssey and you're watching me and you're wanting to jump in the live chat, it, it actually took me a little bit of a process to figure out how that worked. Uh, I'm not familiar with this channel, but all you have to do is create a channel within your account. And whatever channel name, whatever you name the channel is what's going to show up in the chat. So just do that. Do that. But, yeah, um, Odyssey seems like it's going to be cool. Uh, they got a little uh, community section uh, on the channels that you're following. And, like, you can, like, comment on there. And, like, we can talk and all that stuff. You can leave a comment. I can respond and all that stuff. It's, it's cool. It's cool. But, yeah, uh, biggest thing that you can do to support the podcast is simply just share it, share the podcast, do it. But yeah, so Biden was talking about the creating a net zero carbon, you know, the carbon that they actually want to eliminate is us since we're made up of carbon, but let's not get into that. But he's been saying lately, like, um, uh, that he doesn't want to get rid of the oil industry and all that stuff. That's never been his goal, but let's take a look at this. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in the Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee you. We're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. pipeline infrastructure? There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. No more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. You know, he can barely remember what he did like five minutes ago, so it doesn't surprise me that he doesn't remember what he was saying during, you know, the the uh campaign and all that stuff but what whatever i mean the 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 thought of getting rid of our our fossil fuels like right away like uh me and charlie were talking about it uh last last episode on saturday and i mean honestly if we just eliminated fossil fuels right away like 
literally within weeks, millions of people would die. Um, pretty much because we've become so accustomed to the use of fossil fuels. It, it powers our electricity, so they don't have any way to sustain our electrical grid without fossil fuels. So, you know, refrigeration would be gone and all that. I... I'm not going to get into all that. I I just saw those videos of how he was talking about uh, creating a net zero carbon thing. But, you know, um, yeah. Uh, most popular president. Most popular president. Let's get into the topics. Uh, second screen. There. Hi. See me down in the corner. So, this guy. Lamb of God's Randy Blythe. People think that their uneducated opinions are just as valid as those of world-renowned experts. Oh, really? In a new interview with the Illinois entertainer, Lamb of God, frontman Randy Blythe spoke about the humanity's failure to do a total or at least a partial reset following the harrowing experience of the past couple of years during the global pandemic. This is something that I'm currently struggling with very hard as I'm writing a new book, he said. I'm working on new nonfiction book. I wanted to write fiction, but my agent said, you need another nonfiction book. And he was pushing me toward what they call, I guess, an inspirational memoir or whatever. So I'm writing this book and it's about different perspectives from the other people that I've tried to incorporate into my own life and take something from. Something positive from things I have learned from people other than me. And it's been a difficult and it's been very difficult to maintain any sort of positivity for a while now. It really has. I mean, dude. If you're going to write a book, write what you want to write about. I mean, that, that like, puzzles me why you're going to let your agent, you know, like, tell you what you need to write. But, I mean, I guess, hey, they pay you, so. Hi, deplorable Steph. How's it going? Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you smash that like button. But, yeah, so, um, let's keep on reading. This, it, it. It, it just gets weird from here. He continued, things have just gotten screwier and screwier and screwier. And I'm thinking like, what is the cause of this? Why are people acting the way they do? I think that there's a cult of toxic, narcissistic individualism that has made people think for some insane reason that their uneducated opinions are just as valid as those of world-renowned experts on a bunch of different topics. Everything from medicine to foreign policy to economics. I mean, I'm in full possession of the fact that I am a man of average intelligence. But I'm smart enough and emotionally stable enough to realize that if I don't know something, I need to refer to someone smarter than me. But I think in today's societal climate, people just don't want to accept that. And they don't want to accept uncertainty in their lives. So they go looking for answers and wind up finding some kook conspiracy theorist who provides them with a really strange, in my mind, explanation for things which there are no concrete answers. It's like a security blanket for the witless. I think people don't like feeling insecure, unsure, etc. 
So they're looking for someone to give them an answer that reassures them that none of their problems are their own fault. That someone else is to blame. <clears throat> Here, just a, just a, just a, get an idea of what this guy looks like. Yeah. Yeah. He's giving us advice. Uh, look at me. Weirdo. But I mean, uh, up here he's like, uneducated opinions are just as valid as those of world-renowned experts. You know, if he actually like paid attention to what was going on, he would know that, you know, there's experts that are going back and forth saying what's really going on and what's happening. But I mean, he doesn't. It's people like these that don't actually pay attention to stuff and they'll say stuff like, oh, you do your own research. Yes, you can literally go and read about stuff like the CDC, all those big government organizations that are our world-renowned experts. Release all this stuff and you can read what they're putting out. You can even listen to what they're saying. And I I, I just, I, I really can't stand when people say like, oh, your uneducated opinion, like education does not equate to intelligence. Like there are plenty of educated idiots as I have uh, properly named this episode because <sighs> let's listen to uh, his wise words on uh, what he has to say about things. Warning. He is weird and this just forgive me for playing the video but this is this is how he his mind works and he's trying to say that we're crazy but you know just 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 watch willie and i a while ago came up see i kind of sounded like him for the greatest name for a hardcore band ever gorilla dick there was two gorillas in um in a zoo in like San Diego, I think, a male and a female gorilla. And the male gorilla started pleasuring the female gorilla with his mouth. And all these people are watching like, <gasps> and I, you know, I was like, yeah, that gorilla knows what's up. He's going to get a blow job, right? He's going to get a gorilla blow job later because he's handling his business and taking care of his lady first. Hint, hint, dudes. And, uh, Willie was like, yeah, he's going to get his gorilla dick sucked later. And then I started thinking, we started thinking about it. And we we're like, gorilla dick. And it's like, that's got to be the most evil dick in the world because a gorilla will rip you to pieces, right? It's like, oh, a gorilla dick would be the scariest dick in the world. So we're like, that's the perfect name for a hardcore band, gorilla dick, right? This was probably the most important part of what he said in this article, I am in full possession of the fact that I am a man of average intelligence because he's talking about the genitalia of gorillas and what they're doing. But, you know, go, go ahead. You, I'm, I'm in full support of people like stating their opinions. I mean, I don't care. Just don't tell other people not to, when you say retarded stuff like that, I mean, <sighs> It's the audacity of people. The audacity. But whatever. <sighs> I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Neither do I. 
But you know, this brings up a uh, another uh, the, another um, guy that I was thinking about. I was uh, talking to somebody the other day, and they they didn't they they never saw this clip. Uh, there's a guy. He's a uh, Big time YouTuber. He started back when like YouTube first started, and apparently he used to be funny. And you know, he used to be like he would like uh, push the edge on like what was controversial. But lately, since this whole PC culture of you're not allowed to say that, that's offensive. All that stuff. He's like changed his position, and he's in full support of like people just being banned from their platforms and all that stuff. I have no idea what that feels like. But let's take a look at uh, his wise advice. I don't have the video up. One second. Said you got to wear a mask. There so I'm go. out there wearing a mask. Yeah. Wow, big deal. And then now they say, you know, if you go outside, you don't Wait need to wear it. a mask. It's pretty simple. You want to talk about who's dumb? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole, the CDC is like this whole governmental body with scientists and shit that just tell us what to do. You don't have to think about it, dude. They just tell you what to do. You don't even have to think about it, dude. You don't have to think about it, dude. You don't have to think about it, dude. You don't have to think about it, dude. Like, there's actually people that think like this. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to think about these things. I don't want to, you know, do any critical thinking of my own. I'd rather people just, you know, tell me and I can just walk around like a zombie, just dull. <sighs> It, it puzzles me like I, I get I, I I don't consider myself a very intelligent person. I mean, I'm I'm not retarded or anything, but, you know, I I I can at least think about things. I mean, when somebody tells me something and I'm like, you know, that doesn't sound exactly right. I'm OK because, I mean, we live in the age of this beautiful age of information and technology where like we have these pretty much computers that are in our pockets and we can literally look all this stuff up granted like i've said before you got to deal with a lot of misinformation and disinformation on the internet but you can at least like sift through the stuff and like you read enough and you can figure stuff out but he had some more things to say let me uh go ahead and play that that just i i i don't know what's going to happen after this he just recently said this uh yeah let's watch said you gotta wear a mask not that video I was just going to say, if there's another Holocaust and people start rounding oh up the Jews... <clears throat> Technical difficulties. I just say, if we, they start rounding up the Jews again, I hope Ben gets gassed first. Ooh. Uh. Every time I make a mistake or I have to run a correction, I am mortified. I just thought it was absolutely hilarious that as soon as he said Holocaust, they were like, oh, boy. Like, this isn't this isn't the first time he said dumb stuff. Like, he's he said before, like, talked about, like, why don't people, like, go, this is him. I am quoting him. Don't look at me like that. These are not my opinions. But he, like, came out and he was like, why don't people just, like, go and, like, blow up, like, the NRA convention or something like that? Like, he says stuff like this all the time. Like, he, he doesn't, like, have the proper knowledge to like think about things before he says them he has <sighs> possibly possibly due to you know mind altering effects you know because generally like when you damage your brain in that capacity <sighs> what do i know though let me see what else i have um 
Yeah, so I have that. He said all that in there. I don't really want to read anything else from that stupid thing. But oh, here I got this picture. I got this picture. You know, this is for all the all the people out there that think that like you know we don't have to think about things and we can just keep on moving along. And you know, these big government institutions are you know gonna they they got our best interest in mind. They're they're gonna help us. They're gonna protect us. We should just you know get taxed more and. They can determine how we spend our money, and this is what we're going to end up like. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. <sighs> Smash that like button and follow me wherever you're viewing this on. I, I'm i streaming on uh, Odyssey right now. Come follow me on Odyssey. It's pretty cool over here. I can pretty much... You know, say what I want without, you know, repercussions. Like as long as as long as I'm not like calling violence towards any which I, I I don't do that. I don't think like that. I think that things can be talked out and like we can discuss this stuff, but there's, you know, people that are just afraid of saying things and they're afraid of like certain topics, so they'll just call you like a hateful bigot or a conspiracy theorist or, you know, just to deflect from actually like talking about the situations that are going on. But Whatever, whatever. Oh, let's get into this next topic because, you know, as as a uh, as a uh, employee in this big old RV industry that we have, like I I I have some thoughts on this. I have some thoughts. Uh, here, let me move me out of the way. Ooh, I'm moving. Let me put me up over here. Here, let me. I don't want to show the child's face. I think there's like laws and stuff against that but uh yeah from the indie star a completely progressive uh, crap hole of a news article but whatever whatever oh hi the untold stories behind indiana's rv boom a punishing pace safety issues and broken bodies a look at the grueling conditions RV workers endured as companies saw record sales and profits during the RV boom of the pandemic. Pandemic, sorry. Written by Binghu Huang. That, that's a name. And Christine Phillips, the Indianapolis star. Published October 19th. Yesterday. Yeah, I uh, I uh, subscribe to uh, the these people because you know I I, I want to stay informed of like what's going on in my state. Uh, there's usually like not much going on, so that's why I'm usually talking about other stuff on here. But I saw this, and you know, since I since I am a uh, a worker in the uh, RV industry, I thought I'd give it a read and see what they were saying. And okay, let's start this. Driving her son to middle school on a flat and narrow road near Goshen, Abby Bonifield passes millions of dollars worth of RVs on trailers. RVs rolling out of factories and lined up in neat rows, filling massive lots. The reminders of her former life bring back bad memories. Five months into her job at a Forest River plant in 2017, she lost 80 pounds, an unhealthy weight drop for someone who's five feet tall. Yeah, 80 pounds is a lot depending like uh, I mean there's a lot of different factors that go into that like um, 
Like if she, if she was if she was on the bigger side, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it it, it is tough work, but um, I don't know. I wish I could. Maybe not eighty pounds. Like I, I work there, and I mean, I'm not. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not doing it hard enough. <laughs> but uh, Bonnie Fields Fitbit revealed why: eighteen miles of cardio in one workday. Yeah, get that work in. That's a good workout. When people ask me why I'm tired or how I've lost weight, she wrote in a Facebook post with pictures of herself and her Fitbit screen. The answer is you work your butt off at a trailer factory. 18 miles a day in 90 degree weather should do it. Hasn't done it for me. Man, I got to step my game up. Bonifield, 36, was raising her family in the Elkhart region, known as the RV capital of the world, where about 80% of all recreational vehicles are built in the United States. Let's see what they're saying. Okay. Ha! This, yeah, this. This right here. The industry has long been fraught with challenges for the non-union workforce. Hi, Maya. Oh. Hi, Maya. (laughs) Okay. uh, Yeah. So, they like, immediately, like, when I read the, the, the introduction to this article and they were talking about how, like, you know, the the company saw these record profits and all that stuff. Usually, usually when like people are talking about like the businesses making these record profits and stuff like that and talking about the workforce, uh the the working conditions and all that stuff, you can usually tell that, you know, they're it's probably some uh uh Marxist that's writing this uh article and of course they gotta go into oh they're non union workforce. Yeah, if they ever try to unionize the RV industry, I'm gonna be pushing heavily against that. I I I I'm not gonna work in a union. Like I I appreciate like the idea around a union. Like, yeah, they're gonna protect like you working and all this stuff and make sure you're getting a substantial amount of hours and making sure you're getting paid right. But now it's just become this like Almost not not all of them, almost all of them has become like this, like it might be an extreme word to say this, but kind of like a terrorist organization where like they can just go on strike like like a few episodes when I was talking about uh, what the railroad industry was going to do, like they were going on strike. And if they didn't reach some sort of agreement and start going back to work, our supply chain, which is already going downhill, you can see that with the prices of everything that's going up right now like strikes like that like can cripple a business and i'm not i'm not for that i don't i don't like it i don't want to be a part of it because if they come tell me hey we're going on strike i'm gonna be like okay you guys stand over there i'm gonna go get paid life ain't free Okay, so while the pay offers the promise of a middle-class lifestyle for workers without a high school degree, the pace can be physically and emotionally punishing. The faster they work, the more money they make. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. I mean, hell, I I I do have a high school degree and, you know, it's it's great that like I don't have to like go like get some like extra like schooling or anything like that to make this type of money like it it's good money when we're working i mean the rv industry is going down right now but that's that that that's that's how that's how the beast goes i mean 
it, it, it has its up periods, it has its down periods. But I mean, the way that they they frame it, the pace can be physically and emotionally punishing. <laughs> oh, jeez. I really wish they would have interviewed me for this because I would have simply said, you know, like the the new workers, like the younger workers that are coming in, like they they they. Pardon my language, but they're kind of a bit of some pussies and they don't want to work. They, they, they complain about their hands hurting. <sighs> this new generation, I tell you, I tell you, getting too old for this stuff. <laughs> the consequences of that daily sprint are well documented in lawsuits and government safety orders over injuries. Many resolve from a lack of training or a rush to finish one one unit and move to the next. That leads to accidents such as falls, electrocutions, and amputations. Now, yeah, there are there are accidents that happen all the time, but I mean that happens pretty much in all manufacturing industries. And I mean, most of the times when I've seen people get hurt on the job, it's because they're doing something stupid, like. People have to be able to think while they're moving, and a lot of people just don't do that. They can't chew bubblegum and walk. That's pretty much how it happens. Uh, but let's keep on going. Ah, then came the pandemic, the real source of their problem in this. A RV is hauled south on US-31 earlier this year. Th th thanks for that description, uh... Mikal, <laughs> whatever that name is. Okay, lockdowns that confined Americans to their homes in 2020 created a record demand for recreational vehicles. At the same time, the RV industry successfully lobbied Governor Eric Holcomb to keep factories open as essential business as COVID-19 drove Elkhart County hospitals past capacity. Well, honestly, in my opinion, if you're working a job, that job is essential to you. I mean, the fact that we actually let the government tell us who was essential and who wasn't is the craziest thing that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I never I never thought that people would actually allow that to happen. Like, how are you going to tell me that my job isn't essential? Like, I could go on for days about that book. Whatever. I was honestly happy that we were able to go back to work. We were off. I was off for about a month and a half during the whole COVID lockdown bullcrap. So, yeah, that that was great that we got to go back to work because, you know, yeah, they were like, oh, we're going to give you this extra unemployment. But it was still less than what I was making. Your dog made you late. Jeez. Inexcusable, bud. Inexcusable. No, make sure you smash that like button. Nice to have you here. We're just talking about how uh, uh, people these days don't like to work and, you know, they're crying about everything. But, yeah. Let's keep on going. Already strenuous jobs suddenly required even more from workers whose earnings are largely dependent on how many RVs they push out the door. Several compared to a football practice that lasts eight hours or more. If you're working eight hours or more in the RV industry, you're working too long and you need to move faster. 
Like an eight hour day for me is a long day. I don't I don't want to be there eight hours. The whole point because RV the RV industry pays you at a piece rate, so you get paid for how many units you're doing. So if you can get all your units done in like six hours versus in eight hours, like yeah, you don't you don't want overtime in this business. <sighs> but Okay, so several compared it to a football practice that lasts eight hours or more, leaving a body battered at the end of every day. It's good for you. It builds character. RV workers say they were frequently allowed and sometimes pressured to show up while sick or injured in order to meet the demand for a luxury product. According to Indie Star interviews with Two dozen current and former workers and several family members, most declined to be named for fear of possible retaliation, citing the RV industry's strong foothold in the region. Yeah, I mean, hell, I'm the type of person, like, if unless I'm on my deathbed, I'm showing up to work. Like, they don't pay you to stay home. They pay you to be there. And honestly, like, the RV industry has actually gotten better at this because it used to be, like, 10, 20 years ago, if you were working in the RV industry and you didn't show up and somebody showed up that day, said that they could do your job, you lost your job that day. Now they become more lax because, you know, we got HR and all that stuff and we got to, you know, treat people decently. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. Some face steep pay cuts for missing work due to COVID. Others were fired. Yeah. I mean, if you miss a day, like that's, that's. It's a lot of money you're missing out on. They knock you however much they want, Bonnefield said. It's very hard work, and I'm sure they are encouraged to work while sick or hurt. Yes. 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 And I'm fine with that. Because some people complain about, like, I mean, honestly, like, if, like, you have, like, a broken limb or something like that, like, there, there's people that, like, break their legs or their arms or stuff like that, and they get put on, like, light duty and stuff like that. So it's not like they're going to say, oh, your leg is, like, barely hanging onto your, on at the uh, knee, but, you know, get on at it, you know, keep on going. But it's not, it's not that extreme, but. And no, if you're sitting there like throwing up and all that stuff, they're going to tell you to go home. I mean, like a lot a lot of what they're saying in this article is heavily exaggerated. I mean, like if you just have a there's literally people that like literally just have like a head cold or something and they don't want to work and I mean, in this type of industry, it's like you have you have somebody at every single position and if somebody's not there, that slack falls on another guy. So, it's like, yeah, you got to be there. Uh, they really have some say over that. They really have some say over that, depending on who you are. As factories became COVID-19 hotspots, companies ranked, raked in record profits. Manufacturers shipped out 48% more RVs in 2021 than the year before the pandemic. Yes, me. Uh... Yeah, COVID nineteen hotspots. I mean, uh, yeah, it 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 was wild uh, during all that. Like they literally tried to sit there and tell us that we had to wear a mask while it's like ninety degrees and 
we're running and sweating and then oh also don't forget your safety glasses you got to have your safety glasses on so you know wild mary wearing a mask and all that stuff's like flying sorry mike all that stuff's like just going up into your glasses fogging your glasses you know making it to where you can't see that's not dangerous what do i know Okay, so inside the factories where those RVs were made, the workers shared stories about the human cost behind the record profits. Worried about outbreaks. Yeah, nobody nobody was really worried about that. Workers turned to the Indiana Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Yeah, just run to the government. They'll help you. And ask the agency to inspect factories for safety problems. The RV and related industries in the region were subject of at least 252 COVID-19 complaints to IOSHA during since 2020. Yeah, they were they they would have people come in and like be like, "Hey, get your mask on." Do I have to keep my safety glasses on? Yes. Okay, well it fogs up my safety glasses and I can't see. Who cares? It it was it was the most ridiculous stuff I've ever seen, but whatever, what, whatever. I, I, I was, I'm just waiting for the day that they tell me to wear a bubble suit and, you know, like just stay away from everybody and, you know, like take, take a slower pace, you know, something that's, <sighs> but the state's agency responsible for worker safety rarely opened inspections to the root root of the problem. And Indy star investigation found that, that was found that was IOSHA's common practice with COVID-19 complaints across most other industries. Only two COVID-19 complaints from Elkhart County even led to inspections, according to federal complaint data, and neither involved major RV makers, including the two industry leaders and their subsidiaries that were the subject of a total of nearly 90 complaints, 90 complaints. Jeez, quick. Yes, they are very ineffective, but, you know, as the guy before that I was reading about, uh, you know, we're we're not the experts in that field. So, you know, what what do we know? It's not like we can read like the CDC reports that are saying that mass only had a two uh, percent effective rate at, you know, decreasing the spread of COVID. But, you know, we we. We're, we can't read that stuff, you know. We just got to do what the talking heads on TV tell us to do. You don't have to think about it, dude. You don't have to think about it, dude. <laughs> I'm going to love having that. Okay, only two... No, I already read all that. Okay, so number of COVID-related complaints 2020 to 2022 manufacturing 1737 retail trade 956 healthcare and social assistance 883 restaurants 606 transportation 3 oh no 481 personal and all this stuff all this stuff all these complaints that people were sending in about covid related complaints Eventually, we will get past all this stuff. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, it's either we're going to get past it or there's just going to be these big old gulag camps where we get thrown in there and, you know, we're told to shut up and eat our little slop food that they give us. But, you know, 
whatever. Who knows what will happen. Hopefully it gets better. Hopefully it gets better. Okay, Indiana Department of Labor officials who oversee IOSHA said the agency looked into all the complaints it received by requiring companies to submit documents proving they're following COVID-19 safety protocols. But experts told IndyStar that was not adequate. The best approach is to have inspectors on site, they said. <sighs> yeah, we, we got we to get rid of OSHA. I don't like them. Remember how the government was trying to make it to where, like, OSHA would have to require, like, businesses with, I think it was more than 500 people. Like, if they had that many people, they had to, like, they were forced to be vaccinated. Remember they were trying to do that? Get rid of them. Not going to watch the video. Okay, what else are they saying in this article? Uh... Hey, that name looks familiar. What is he saying? A former RV worker said the fast-paced culture in RV factories is not for everyone. Very true. Canon Garmin. Our industry has very little sympathy. But I also understand why the RV industry is the way it is. Where they don't coddle their employees. They mean business when you go in there, he said. Sometimes people let their emotions get the best of them if they feel like people don't care. But at the end of the day, you are just an employee to a billion-dollar company. And you just got to remember that. True. True. I mean, yeah. A lot of people do let their emotions get the best of them. But anyways, 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 smash that like button to make sure you follow the podcast, share the podcast. Don't send me money. I don't want people sending me money. But if you do happen to send me money, I'm not going to complain. The best way that you can support this podcast, though, is by sharing the podcast, you know, getting getting eyes over here. Like, come, come check me out. Come, come talk to me. We can do all that stuff. We got the live chat. You can talk in the live chat. It'll be fun. There's cool people in there. Get over here. All right. What else do I have? What else do I have? Oh, here. Let's uh, check out uh, some some memes. I got memes that you can find on the website. In case you haven't seen the memes. Because people love the memes. You can go to the website and download these memes. Why haven't you subscribed to a couple of Hoosiers podcasts? Smack. I'm sorry. I'll do it right away. What can I do to help? Check out a couple of Hoosiers podcast. True story. True story. Go subscribe to a couple of Hoosiers podcast. You know, just little like subtle hints. You know, just just go do it. Don't be a zombie. Listen to a couple of Hoosiers podcast. Don't be these guys. You don't you don't want to be those guys. You know, be be better than that. We don't want to sit in chairs with TVs in our screen. Not moving. It's not good. It's not human. All right, what do I got up next? 
Oh, yeah. Mr. John Oliver. He apparently debunked the right on, like, a lot of our thoughts on the trans kids issues with, like, gender-affirming care and all that stuff. But, I mean, I... Let's take a look and see if that's actually true. Let's set up this first video. Set aside the notion that it is worth sacrificing protections for a vulnerable group to chase a winning formula. Let's also remember that it's not actually the left talking about trans rights nonstop. Yeah, it's they are. Republicans who see an advantage in demagoguing this issue. And to ignore them doing that is to allow them to have real calamitous impacts on people's lives. A few years ago, Vice profiled a girl named Kai Shapley and just watch how happy she is talking about her hopes for her future until she remembers something that changes her mood. Mom says I might grow up to be the president. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What would you change about the world if you were president? Um, let trans people be free and go to the bathroom they want to go to. Are you able to use the girls' You know the real important issues of the world. No. And now they just put security guards uh, for the bathroom security or whatever. Oh, I hate that. That is brutal. It is so dark, it's genuinely hard to watch. Anybody else feel like that was, like, um, like coached? You know, maybe scripted? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Who knows? I don't know, but I'm, I mean, I, I've seen several videos like that where, like, the kids are, like, saying all these things, like, uh, the the adults, possibly the parents in the situation, I don't know, that one didn't say, but, I mean, they, they're, like, asking them these questions, like, and, like, the way that they, like, answer them and respond to them just seems like they were, like, coached into saying this stuff. Seems weird. It seems weird. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Given what is at stake here, tonight, let's talk about the latest round of attacks on trans rights, where it's coming from and what <laughs> it's doing. And before we begin, we're going to be taking the arguments behind a lot of these anti-trans bills seriously because of what they're doing, but not sincerely. Because so often, they seem to be based more on political calculation than what is actually happening. A pretty good example of this is that in recent years, 18 states have passed laws aimed at protecting youth sports. And South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem even made her state's bill a centerpiece of a campaign ad. In South Dakota, only girls play girls' sports. Based. Why? Because of Governor Kristi Noem's leadership. Noem has been protecting girls' sports for years and never backed down. Now, Governor Noem has a bill that will give South Dakota the strongest law in the nation protecting female sports. Doing the work, delivering results. Governor Kristi Noem. Okay, if you time-traveled here from the past and the first thing you saw was this ad, you would think two things. One, wow, the campaign centers around youth sports. I guess literally every other problem in America has been solved. <laughs> and two, she is not pulling off that cowboy hat. And you would be right, but only about the hat part. People like Noam love stoking fear over the specter of trans athletes, girls specifically, having an unfair advantage and taking away scholarship opportunities. But there are vanishingly few examples nationwide of trans athletes attempting to compete at all. So, you know, because there, there's not that many of them doing it, like, we, we shouldn't do anything about it. I mean, the idea that we are literally sitting here in today's world and we're talking about whether biological men should be able to compete in women's sports i mean we have these 
divisions in sports for a reason. There are significant biological differences between men and women, but he wants to joke it off and have his real crowd laughing. I don't know. It kind of sounds a bit like this. I promise those people are actually down here in my basement with me and they're actually laughing. I wouldn't lie to you. But yeah, I mean this this is the 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 type of arguments that he tries to suggest. Like just because it's not happening like at like a significant rate, it still is happening and you know they paint the picture as like these bills are like targeted at like uh elementary sports. No, it's it's targeted for like high school sports, you know, where these kids can like actually get a scholarship and go to college and hopefully go there and get a real education, not major in gender studies or something else that's completely useless and won't help them out in life. But I the, What do I know? I mean, you can you can you can take a look at it. I think it was um uh what was it? The uh, US soccer team U.S. Uh, women's soccer team, they went up against a bunch of high school boys and they lost. I don't know. Am I sexist? No. I don't know. Today's world, I don't know. Oh, how you guys doing out there? Everybody still hearing everything all right? Okay, let's look at uh, this video. He's arguing that the rise in kids identifying as trans is due to social contagion, that it's just a mass delusion, a trendy fad that is rapidly spreading among young people. Just listen to Abigail Schreier, a vocal proponent of that theory, laying all of this out. If you want to see Brainwash, check out these young teenagers who suddenly decide they're transgender. They immediately cut off their families. They very often drop out of school. They are very often start tattooing themselves and using drugs. And they are creating a, a, a world for themselves that is so healthy, so built around sexuality, and the, have, they lose all their hobbies. Their only hobby is being transgender. Oh, okay. So there is a lot there, but let me just address the claim that trans kids lose all their hobbies. Because I will point out that when they try to have some, like, I don't know, school sports, for example, <laughs> a bunch of asshole adults try to keep them from doing it. Shreya sometimes dresses her argument up by using the term rapid onset gender dysphoria, which is total horseshit. It comes from a study published total by researcher in 2018, hypothesizing that some kids identify as trans due to peer pressure. But it's worth you knowing, that study was based on a survey of parents, not actual trans kids, and it targeted parents from organizations dedicated to opposing trans ideology, which is instantly disqualifying. Is it? I mean, he acts like this is like the only study that's came out recently. I mean, I'm sure you can check other studies. I mean, yeah, that one might not be the best one to look at but i mean you obviously that's the only one that he's gonna bother looking at because you know it makes his argument for him but i mean you look at today's culture and like what's going on like all movies they're all pushing like this lgbtq a a i p 2 s plus how many ever you want to add to it but i mean they're they're obviously pushing this it's obviously trendy like i i've literally heard like people saying oh it it's cool to be gay like i mean they say this stuff i mean it's it's <sighs> wow 
why do I bring up these topics? I don't like talking about it. You don't have to think about it, dude. I'm kind of retarded. Uh, just... Like, I mean, this, this brings up, like, an argument, like, um, mm, uh, like, not necessarily an argument, but uh, you can look at, like, the studies that are going on now, like, uh, hey, like, I think it was, like, 30 years ago, like, the, the people that identified as uh, LGBTQ, whatever, like it, it was around 1%, but now you can see like with the younger generation today, it's like jumped to like 20, 30%. And I mean, a lot of this stuff, like when you look into like what gender ideology actually is, like literally all it is, is somebody saying that they identify as this stuff. Like literally like what it, what it is, is if I legitimately come out and say, Hey, I'm a woman. You have to respect that. That's that's literally like what it is. I don't I don't have to do anything. I mean, that's that's how insane this like and I mean you could say that I am bigoted for my thoughts on this. I I don't really care. I mean, I I can clearly look at like what's going on and I'm like this 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 is weird. I I, I don't get it. And the fact that it is being pushed on kids. It legitimately is being pushed on kids. You can't argue that. Is nonsensical to me i don't i don't understand it but let's get into the next topic because this is where i i really have a problem with like what he's saying here let's talk about it so much let's watch it of the fear of and arguments against transgender people seems to flow from misinformation and misunderstanding and maybe the biggest and most dangerous area of ignorance surrounds the concept of gender affirming care in recent years Four states have enacted bans or restrictions on youth access to it, and over a dozen more have considered similar legislation this year alone. And they have been fueled by a lack of basic knowledge about what gender-affirming care actually consists of, summed up by comments like this. If a child walked into a doctor's office and said, Doc, I want you to cut my fingers off, the doc would say, you've got some problems, kid. We need to refer you to a psychiatrist. If the same child walks into that doctor's office and says, Doc, I want you to cut my uterus out, the doctor would say, that doctor would say, oh, well, you're a wonderful, brave uh, person. You're so right. We do need to cut your uterus out as soon as possible. Let's get this young lady over to the operating room. What are you talking about? Absolutely every bit of that is unrealistic, from the fact that no one in this country has ever been able to have one conversation with a doctor without first discussing insurance, <laughs> to the notion of a young child using the term doc. Why is the fictional child in this bullshit scenario using the same vocabulary as a chaotic rabbit from the 1940s? <laughs> None of this makes any sense. But to hear some tell it, as soon as a child declares themselves trans, there is an immediate, irreversible surgical decision undertaken. And See, right there, that's that's not even the argument that he was saying. <laughs> Nobody is saying that as soon as a child says that they're transgender, there's automatically operations or any procedures that are happening. They're saying that it is happening with children, and these people are just trying to play it off like it's either not happening or it's not happening that often, so we don't have to worry about it. Just the way that they try to brush this stuff off and just make the... <sighs> They they don't want to have a legitimate conversation about this. They just want to make jokes about it and say that it, it's it's not as big of a deal as we're making it. But 
let's keep on going. There just isn't. So let's break down exactly what gender-affirming care consists of, because in younger children, it can be nothing more than a social transition, like calling them by a new name, or giving them a new haircut, or clothing, or, or providing them with psychological or behavioural supports. Because to be very clear, prepubescent children are not eligible for medical interventions. Now, at the onset of puberty... and Obviously, if they're not going through puberty yet, that's, like... I think like only like the like extreme people are gonna say that prepubescent children this is happening to. I mean, <sighs> adolescent and their family might consider puberty blockers, hormones that delay puberty. And importantly, if that treatment is suspended, then puberty will resume, meaning that this is reversible. Okay, I've talked about this before in a uh, previous episode where I was actually talking about uh, gender-affirming care for kids. And the way that they frame this, like they could take these puberty blockers and stuff and then they can just eventually just stop taking it and puberty is just going to automatically resume is just... Like when you actually think about it and don't just say stupid stuff like that and you actually think about it, like how long before they they stop taking the puberty blockers like if puberty happens for the child at 11 and they start taking the puberty blockers and then they turn 15 and they decide hey i don't want to do anything i i or i don't want to do this anymore and they stop taking the puberty blockers do you honestly think that puberty is just going to resume and take its normal course that it's supposed to take like the <clears throat> Like when chi when children are developing at that stage, it is an <sighs> I, it, it it literally makes no sense to me that people will hear this and just be like, oh, well, it it'll just resume and go on its normal course. No, if you wait even like a year, even a few months, if you like stop this and take it off its its normal cycle, it's not gonna be the same. Like, <sighs> but what am I? What do I know? It's my uneducated opinions that I'm having. Got to leave it up to the experts. The experts know everything, and they have our best interests in mind. Let's keep on watching. Think of it like a pause button, the thing you can't do easily on the HBO Max app. <laughs> now, the <laughs> next potential medical intervention is usually hormone therapy, which boosts levels of testosterone or estrogen. Opponents of gender-affirming care make a lot of alarmist claims about hormone therapy from saying that it's experimental, which it is not. When he says that it's not experimental, it's because that we have used, like, hormone treatment on, like, older people. Like, when you get older and, like, your hormones aren't, uh, aren't being provided to your body properly. Like, those are the only tests that they have. So, when he's saying this right here, he is lying. It is absolutely not true. We do not have the long-term studies of giving children hormone treatments, pumping uh, boys full of estrogen or girls full of uh, testosterone. It's like we we don't have these long term studies, so he, that that's just right there an outright lie. To arguing that it sterilizes people and look for some in specific situations there can be risks to fertility, but for others the for some effect is anticipated to be reversible if the again reversible. I I call bullshit. Medication is discontinued, but there is definitely an informed decision to be made there. And you will notice that none of what I've mentioned so far is surgery. But when it does come to that, some teens may be eligible, for instance, for top surgery or chest masculinization. But you should know 
Not only is that pretty rare, it, like all of this, would only happen after a team of... Again, just because it's rare doesn't mean, like, uh, the, the, the whole concept behind this where we're just saying, like, it's completely okay to chop off healthy body parts is just alarming to me. I mean, I... I don't have the article, but like there's even cases right now where people are identifying as handicapped and they're literally getting approved to have limbs chopped off their body. Like if they want their legs chopped off, like that that's happening too. But he's about to tell you why all this stuff is happening. And I did mention that in my episode where I talked about gender affirming care. Here, just listen. Medical professionals discussed all of its risks and benefits with their patient and their patient's parent or guardian, all of whom would have to sign off. It is a long, involved process, even before you get to the fact that it is also incredibly expensive. Yes, working incredibly families, expensive. Families of color and people with less resources are way less able to access it. Basically, no kid is casually dropping into an operating room because they just decided to get their uterus removed with the impulsive recklessness normally associated with getting bangs. Because that is an absolutely ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, he's being completely disingenuous when he talks about this. That's... I... I, I literally don't get it. I mean, people just buy into this stuff and, like... They, they don't actually think about it. Like, they're trying to, like, agree with the stuff to be empathetic or even to the point, like, they don't want to offend people. But it's like, really, when you think about it, I mean, the they do have mental health issues. I mean, that is apparent. I mean, I, I've talked about this before. And, like, people can, like, talk to me or say that I'm being hateful about these people. I don't hate these people. I think like they do have these serious mental health issues. So I can take this pill and I can be done. <laughs> no, no, but like, like my, my whole concern on this is like, it is it has been largely known for like the longest time that like the the like big pharma and all that stuff like these big doctors they they don't care about keeping us alive i mean they 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 don't care about actually helping us they they want to become rich like they like i literally played a video in the in the episode where i was talking about gender affirming care and i showed this doctor saying this will bring us so much money that's all they're worried about with this stuff like it makes absolutely no sense that like you have these people that are apparently messed up in the head that they're thinking, oh, I need to start chopping body parts off. Like the, the that doesn't make sense to me. Why would you mutilate people and especially go as low as doing this to children? Like, and people can say that it's either rare or not happening, which it's not true. It, the 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 facts are coming out that this is happening, and there are. Uh, legislators, uh, lawmakers right now that are trying to prevent this, like they're, but they, they make these statements like it's rare or stuff like that. Like we shouldn't do anything about it. And it's completely nonsensical. Like uh, what, how, what is, what is the term for it? It's uh, I, I want to say it's the false Nirvana theory or something like that. Just because something's not happening doesn't mean that we shouldn't do something to prevent something from happening or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm, here, let, let me let me have him say it. I'm kind of retarded. 
I, I don't know these like philosophy philosophy stuff and stuff like that but like i it, it just doesn't make sense to me i don't know maybe maybe someone smarter than me can come and tell me how i'm wrong about thinking like this but it just doesn't make sense to me why you would legitimately say that it's okay to do like goose fraba goose fraba so obviously like i I believe like if adults honestly want to do this and they honestly want to spend the money on it, like I think I think adults should be able to do whatever they want. But the problem is, is the fact that like with normalizing the stuff in our society, which we clearly are. There, there's no denying that we are clearly normalizing this stuff. And whenever you normalize something, it always comes back to the children. Like because if it's normal in society, why wouldn't we talk to children about this? Again, views from an uneducated person, you know, I didn't I didn't go to some fancy university and like have some hippie with a ponytail that reads Karl Marx every day. Tell me like how I should think and like, oh, there's bleh. let's get into a better topic. Let's get into a better topic because I'm done talking about this stuff and we're going to talk about something else that's important because there's more things going on in the world. And this right here just bugs me. Do you get it? No, we're not talking about the bugs today. This though, this is weird. Just 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 check it out. Ooh, let me let me move me over here. Yeah, you can see, you can see. Hey, get off of there. Okay, so from Rooters. Redefine Meat strikes partnership to boost 3D printed meat sales in Europe. What? Ah, they're not going to let me read this. That's not cool. Here, hold up. Like and subscribe, follow, whatever you're watching this on. I stream on Odyssey. I like this platform. I think it's doing a lot of good things, and it's it's uh, improving all the time. Uh, there's a lot of cool things going on with this. So there, for uh, those who are following me, there's a, a community section in the channel. Um, here, let me see if I can show y'all what I'm talking about. Go over here to second screen. If this thing will load up, uh, let me move me somewhere over here. Yeah, I'll go right there. I'll go right there. But you can go over here and uh, go to the channel that you like. I'm over here. But you can go over here to community, and there's this little community section. Again, you can't see what's going on. Let me put it over here. But yeah, you can uh, go to the community section and we can like talk and stuff like that. You guys can leave comments on here. I can respond to them you know, whenever you like. But there's also uh, stuff that I might be looking into like uh, memberships. I can create memberships once I start getting uh, more followers and stuff like that. I've only got five right now. So share the podcast. Like that's the biggest way that you can support the channel is by sharing it and telling people, hey, come check me out. I'm not that bad of a guy. Some would disagree, but you know, I, I, I think I'm I don't think I'm that bad. 
Here, let me try to find another article because I really do want to talk about this because it's absolutely weird that they're trying to 3D print meat. It's like I saw a video on this and it's it's weird. It baffles me. Bum 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 bum. Bum 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 bum. Oh, here we go. Let's check out good old YouTube. I'm just going to hide me. That way you guys can see everything. Doesn't that just look delicious? Israel Firm, Redefine Meat, is one of the handful of startups across the world who hope 3D... Okay. Can provide healthier and greener alternative to traditional meat products. Like, that, that doesn't look like meat. That honestly looks like some sort of, like, pastry or something like that. Some sort of cake. Plant-based steak. Yum. The different components that uh, make those beautiful cuts and try to figure out which are the key components that we need to mimic in order to achieve those beautiful cuts of meat. We identified three main components. The muscle, the blood, and the fat. These are the components that we need to mimic in order to reach mimic. the perfect, beautiful steak. Like, that, that doesn't look good. Like, anybody that enjoys steaks would look at that and be like, that's, that's not a steak. You can clearly see that's not a steak. We'll keep on watching it just because this is just like gross. Our technology can create all muscle cut just as a cow can produce that. So just have the cow do it. Way with a lower cost. And of course, it's much better for the environment. This is the biggest problem. With How? Humanity, and this is the best way to fight climate change. Says you. Healthier solution and food to the entire population of the planet. Yeah, that population that they say is too big of a number and you know we gotta we gotta decrease those numbers whoa 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 whoa, whoa. what did that say what did that say ah, i didn't go back far enough eating less meat and dairy could reduce co2 emissions by up to 8 billion tons per year remember you are the carbon that they want to eliminate Unless they were talking about that with cows. I don't know. I stopped reading for a little bit. I guarantee that soy is a big is a big product that's used in this. Hold up, hold up, hold up. It is not like that. That is not fake hamburger meat that we eat. Just because it comes to us frozen does not make it fake. You, you, you knock it off there. 
You knock that off. It's not fake. I don't eat fake meat. That looks disgusting. Not only one part of the cow, steaks, roast, slow cooking, grilling, everything that an animal can do, we want to do the same or even better. Yeah, or even better. These people are playing God. <sighs> this is... I, I, I'm no expert, but this seems like very close to blasphemy. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 that, that's, that, that's how I read it. I mean, these people are literally trying to play God, like, in everything that they're doing. Like, all these scientists. I, let's see what he's saying. We want because to work with more and more chefs around the world, more and more meat distributors, and we don't see a reason that this can't be in the table of everybody. I can see a reason. I don't want it on my table. The Bruh. Bruh, that's that's not a steak. Like you're you're not you're not fooling anybody. Yeah, I I know I know what you're talking about that it's in the box, but that's not fake meat. This is what that video was showing was fake meat. What's in that box is actual hamburger meat, like that comes from a real cow. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh my gosh. Let me run that ad. Let me run that ad. That way uh, any any new people to the channel know where to find us. So a couple of Hoosiers podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox. We upload the videos to YouTube and Rumble, and we live stream on Odyssey. So after I'm done streaming this, tomorrow I'll be uploading it to YouTube and Rumble. But if you want to get everything all in one place, check out a couple of Hoosiers podcasts. And you can subscribe there, and everything that I post will get emailed to you. Ooh, that was weird. Uh, R&M Kurtz Woodworks. Check out our Facebook page. You can find us there simply by searching R&M Kurtz Woodworks. And there's some of our products. Take a look at it. I really like the flags that I do. If you like those, hit us. You, you can't hear me? How about now? Hello? Try refreshing. It's good. You can hear it now. Everything's good. Yeah, that's the problem with this. There's a bit of a delay and all that stuff. So if something happens and you guys try telling me, like, I think there's like a 10 or 20 second delay. So. All right. Well, I mean, it this is this is almost over, so I I ran the ad um yeah, but pretty much uh just so people know I'm going to start streaming these uh solo episodes. Oh, you know what I never did? I never did. I didn't play this. Watch this. 
Because we are living in a clown world and everything seems upside down and I don't get it. And that's what these segments are that I'm going to be doing on Thursdays now. I was doing them on Wednesdays, but I don't like doing them on Wednesdays. I do them on Thursdays and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's that's what the segment is. This Week in Clown World where I take some of the ridiculous stuff that I'm seeing. Because I read all these articles and the world's going crazy. We're either on the verge of a civil war or World War Three, possibly both at the same time. Wouldn't that be fun? Globalists are trying to make us eat fake meat and bugs, and they want to put computer chips in our brain. It's it's a really weird world that we're living in today. And <sighs> But next stream will be Saturday morning, probably around 10 uh, Eastern Standard Time, if you're watching this and you want to check it out. We got some good topics that we're going to talk about, uh, me and my co-host Charlie. Uh, we're going to be talking about... Uh, Christian nationalism, because I recently watched this debate on it, and I, I, I always thought that it was um, more of something that like the media was pain, painting painting uh, conservatives out to be. But it's going to be an interesting topic, so you're definitely going to want to check it out. I think we're going to have a good conversation about it. But yeah, other than that, um, that's all I got. Uh, just make sure you. You don't have to think about it, dude. Yeah, don't just don't think about it. Just let just let the government tell you what to do and you'll be perfectly fine, you know. It'll be great. Oh, you guys take it easy. I'm going to go ahead and end this stream because I got nothing else to talk about and some of this stuff just gets to me and I don't like it. But hey, I want to keep people informed and people need to know what's going on because, like, one of my biggest things is, like, a lot of people, like, say that they, like, ignore, like, politics or what's going on in the world because they say that it either stresses them out or it uh, it depresses, it makes them depressed and all that stuff. And there's a really good saying that you can ignore politics, but politics will not ignore you. So it's at least good to stay informed about things that are going on because, like like I was saying, like there we we could be on the verge of World War Three, and if you're not paying attention, and like things can get crazy these days, like there's a lot of like nuclear weapon threats that we could be dealing with. I mean, it's it's better to stay informed, but you know, yeah, I'm kind of running out of things to say. Thanks for the lively chat, guys. You guys take it easy. I'm going to get out of here. Bye.